Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Porches. We're back yet again, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. Man, I am really uh, down for doing this podcast today. I'm ex- like super excited to talk about the movies we're talking. Dude, about. Dude, I think we've got a, I think we've got a very interesting show here. We've got a lot of things going now, as per our uh, kind of our new agreement with, uh, with our new agreement with you, the people. Uh, we're actually going through and doing the kind of off, on, off, new release on, and then new release off schedule. But yeah, then again, that's also going to be augmented. We'll have a little bit more details for you at the end of this episode, because <laughs> we don't do anything and then stick to that plan. We're gonna, we're always gonna change it up. We're, well, we're, we're gonna cross you out when you don't, you know, well, least expect it. Basically, the gist of it. We'll, we'll make the announcement toward the end to let you know what's going on after you, after the episode's done. But like. You know, every once in a while a movie comes along. We're like, why, why would you wait two weeks? I call it too big to ignore. Yeah. Too that's big to the, ignore. The film finds too big to ignore. Which means you, we can just jump over jump over our already made up rules and then do whatever the hell we want after that. So, I, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. But but all the episodes promised still coming. They'll, still be, they'll still be there. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Uh, so check this out, man. Uh, we got a yeah. we got a jam packed show for you. We got two weeks uh-huh. worth of movies coming up for you. Uh, first of all, we're going to be uh, kicking it off with the cure for wellness. Uh, you know, every now and then, Gore Verbinski tries to says maybe I don't have to do every pirates movie that ever exists in the world. He stops doing that and gets back to what he was uh, kind of doing beforehand. So we'll talk about that. I w- I was really uh, surprised actually that he was allowed to make this movie, given that he was pretty much thrown in director jail after the Lone Ranger. Well, that hey, budget. It's all it what? comes down to. I think is. Budget. Oh yeah, of course. But like, this is also very ambitious, uh, very long movie. Yeah. <laughs> that he that he gets a lot of leeway for. We'll talk about that's that. That's true. That's true. I, I think if it were anyone but him, leeway would not be given. But we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also new new headset. Uh oh, I'm here. I'm, you're, I, you're all going. I sound fine, but it's just well, no, you. I don't know. It's all bad. <laughs> there was there was some bad sound connection going on. Okay, well, that's it's better now. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> professional, but uh, we'll also be talking about another movie to come out. Didn't make exactly the biggest of splashes at the box office. Nevertheless, we saw it because that's what we do around here. We'll be talking about the new. A uh, movie from Cuba Gooding Jr. and Charlie Day called Fist Fight, an R-rated comedy that we don't see too many Cuba R-rated comedies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you say Cuba Gooding Jr.? What Did I? Yes. <laughs> I wish it was Cuba Gooding Jr. That might have been different. Ice Cube. No, man, it was your favorite fart sniffer. Yeah. Uh, well, here's, <laughs> favorite fart sniffer. here's the thing. They're basically the same person. <laughs> But, I, I don't think that Ice Cube could have played OJ. Both long, conce- long, uh, prestigious careers in gangster rap, the both of them. Oscars, the both of them. <laughs> so true. They, I mean, they're practically interchangeable. And they're both uh, black. No, um, <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Uh, it is true, though. No, it's not terrible that they're black. It is true that they're both black. The joke was terrible. All right. <laughs> of course, speaking of black, we're going to be talking about the new one uh, called Get Out. I think this uh, movie has taken the world by storm here. A lot of opinions on this thing. Uh, it was, and we'll talk about it, of course, but it was damn near 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh, you know, who to thunk who to made it not, not 100%, who knocked it down to 99 We'll talk about it. But uh, fun stuff. 
So, uh, yeah, man, big show for you here as always. Cure for Wellness. Then we got a fist fight. Then we'll be talking about Get Out. But first, Matt, I have to talk about something. Uh-oh. This is important. What, what, what happened? Did AMC fuck something up again? Well, no. No. Thankfully. Okay. Thankfully. Well, so, this is like a rarity. It's a rarity. In, <laughs> in the annals of our show's history now, that... Uh, now, you don't start out with a with now how granted much, uh, the AMC theater stuff. Granted, uh, they did screw something up the last two times, just not today, <laughs> just not today. Well, uh, surely you're on record with those. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm on record, baby. I am on record. But uh, well, anyway, what you got to talk about today? Well, this is the first time that this has happened. We we've had some we've had some monumentous uh, things happen on this uh, on this uh, this year podcast. You know, some momentous things, of course. Things have happened. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we, we accidentally, for some weird reason, we skipped by the, the guards of iTunes and slipped into the top 150 TV and film. That happened once. It was there. That I got, I got pictures. Yeah. I got that <laughs> screenshot. So, uh, screenshots or didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh, let's do this. Cause it may never happen again. And so we did it. Uh, mm-hmm. but this one might even go even bigger. Matt, we now have officially for the first time, the film find has been referenced in print. Wait, what? Oh, oh yes. Uh, all right. So, what, happened? Uh, what, what are the circumstances of this? Uh, I, I, I assume poor choice on the <laughs> uh, on the part of some publisher. <laughs> we are we we reached the bottom of the barrel, and it turns out there's something underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's something crawling in that stuff. And, and once we <laughs> scrape that off, there was the film find. <laughs> so. Uh, but there's a there's a magazine out there, uh, uh-huh. Tim, Tim Paxton's Monster magazine, uh-huh. in issue 31 in November 2016. Uh, in the kind of footnotes there, we are mentioned. It's a uh, it's article from uh, Stephen Bissett's review slash essay, taking it on the shin. Uh, Hidaki Anos and I can't pronounce all the J- uh, Japanese names. You know me, Shin uh-huh. Godzilla. Yep. So uh, I, I did a. Uh, I did a podcast with a friend, Justin Mullis, about Shin Godzilla a couple months back. I think back right. in October, if memory serves. Oh, and so I'm not in there. It's you and him. Maybe you guys should have a show. It's, it's the podcast, man. Look. <laughs> if it Listen, it'll drive... I'm going to go full Trump on this. If it ain't about me, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. It's not about me. Forget about it. <laughs> but you're on the podcast more often than not. It's going to drive fives of people to our podcast, man. Don't worry. <laughs> But hey, it's in print, and honestly, I think I'm going to go on to Amazon, spend the 13 bucks just to get the issue, so I can just kind of have an issue of the first time we were ever in print. So that's just, I don't know, it's something. Look, it's not right. as it's not as prestigious well, as being named the number one preacher podcast from AMC, but it's it's something. And I, uh, I maybe more prestigious because you do not want to have to know how much uh, Bruce Leslie had to pay for us to get that designation. <laughs> uh, sore throat. Um, <laughs> Because he because yes. he stays outside a lot in the in the, well, in the cold weather. Because he was screaming at people. About yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he was screaming, Brave, braving the weather and screaming. That's why. What do you? Well, you people are sick. You people are. You're all sick, especially if you're listening <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Much more self-deprecating uh, can we get, Matt? What are you been watching this week? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, let's let's take a look. What have I been watching? Let's. Um. This week. <laughs> nothing well i've not watched anything but the thanks Conjuring. for that thanks for joining Again. us for this episode uh, of the film fine but, la- but last week i did see the movie that uh everyone was talking about the great wall 
Okay, Great Wall. I, I don't know that everyone was talking about that. I don't that, know that a single person was talking about it, but it looked very expensive. Uh, you know, it probably uh, was. Uh, I'm sure it's, uh, uh, oh, look, $150 million. Yowza. Um, uh, so this is uh, the new film from uh, Yimou Zhang, or in, uh, you know, English uh, surname. Uh, Rickard. Zhang Yimou, right? <laughs> Uh, which he's been credited with here all the time because we never do that politely to people from other countries. Nope. Um, Screw him. <laughs> so Yimou Zhang's uh, new film, uh, this is, of course, uh, the fantasy film about defending the Great Wall from ancient monsters who, uh, as it turns out, are also aliens. That was a documentary. Don't say that's fantasy. Don't lie to um, people. And uh, it, like all of... Uh, his films is uh, gorgeous, very colorful, um, very ornate in uh, in a in the, like in the same way that things like Hero, right? Mm -hmm. um, House of Flying Daggers can't be as good uh, looking as those. Cur Curse of the Golden Flower. It looks very similar depending on where it is. Uh, each hmm. kind of city and setting has its own. Uh, color palette and different levels of uh, ornate dress um, and of course all of the the Chinese guard uh, defending the wall um, have uh, very uh, specialized features and costumes based on what their role is in defending the wall mm -hmm. um, this movie before it came out generated a bunch of controversy from casting uh, Matt Damon in it as a, as a white savior mm -hmm. uh, who like shows up to China and is the reason that, you know, the Chinese win. Oh, you pronounce uh, that wrong, by the way. Uh, You're supposed to say China, 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 China. <laughs> That's how this country works now. Get, get, get China. with the times or get on out. <laughs> it's like you're, it's like you're just calling, a woman's lady bits a vagina. What? What? <laughs> That's what I always think. It's a think small of. child who just hasn't learned to pronounce vagina correctly. I'll take that. Yeah. That sounds right. Um. Well, it's very Trumpy. That's true. Uh. So of course, right? Like Matt Damon has this role. What's interesting though is, uh, like nobody has really talked about this. Uh, the production history, the production background of this film is really interesting in that context. Um. So this is one of the first films produced by legendary's new production facility uh and production company which is based in um shanghai mm -hmm. uh it's legendary east uh it is um uh run by the chinese uh it is also a film that is produced by two major chinese production companies and really what this is, right, is a domestic Chinese production specifically casting a big major international star in order to increase global box office appeal. Mm -hmm. so, so the idea is that for a long time, Chinese cinema has been pretty well received in the West, not as well received in... Uh, parts of Western Europe and throughout Eastern Europe um, or in South America uh, necessarily. And 
one of the ways that they're looking at doing this is they're looking at what their blockbuster formula has been, right? So Zhang Yimou, mm -hmm. uh, major Chinese stars along this uh, major Chinese, at least internationally recognized director. His films are not that popular in China, uh, oddly enough, um, or well-regarded, rather. Um, but they're taking all of these things that have been popular and have performed well internationally and positioning it in, in a release model that is very similar to Hollywood's release model uh, to attempt to kind of really penetrate the global marketplace. And um, I think that's a really interesting angle on casting Matt Damon here um, that doesn't necessarily get talked about because of the various other issues uh, that come up by casting a white guy in this role. Um, all of that said, the movie itself is pretty good. It's not great. It's not Hero. It's not House of Flying Daggers, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it is solidly entertaining uh, for the, you know, couple of hours that you're sitting there in the movie theater. Um, there are some really good battle scenes. Uh, visually, the film is pretty breathtaking, as you might expect, given uh, the lineage, uh, the pedigree of the director. Um, it did not perform too well, although uh, it did open in third place at the box office behind two uh, much larger uh, domestic films, at least, Fifty Shades Darker and Lego Batman, uh, which remained at number one last week. Um, and uh, and this week, finally, uh, was toppled. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's good. It's It looks pretty. It's a solidly entertaining adventure flick. Um, I will say uh, this is definitely worth a rental, a Netflix. Um, it's worth a trip to the theater if you want to see Something like this on the big screen, it is a monster movie. Um, and it does look really great on the big screen. Hmm. So that that's kind of what I've what I've really watched outside of just stuff that nobody wants to hear me talk anymore about, like haunted house movies. <laughs> I saw a new one where there was somebody who was haunting somebody else and it was it was very, very scary. Yeah, and then there was like something from the past that came back, and it started to be enacted by the same people in the house and the present. And it did this right? number. Like, Ooh, very, there was, very ghost like. There was some spookaboo, <laughs> some spookaboo stuff. Boo! Um, I was yeah, I was scared. What What have you been watching, Adam? Uh, not a ton. Uh, now I just started watching a couple things on Netflix just to kind of you know yeah every every now and then you're just like eh. I don't have the kind of brain capacity to go through and watch an entire movie right now, but I'll, I'll watch some, you know, mindless whatevers. And uh, I watched the new one called uh, what? What? What is her name over here? Because uh, it always is, it's escaping my memories. It's uh, the the new one that is essentially a uh, a ripoff of American Ninja Warrior called Ultimate Beastmaster <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's okay. You know, Terry Crews is one of the uh, kind of hosts and everything, though you do have Stallone giving the intro. I was really hoping for a more Stallone-heavy program, but uh, looks like he's only, in in the little bit that I've seen, he's only in the first episode for just a th short time going, hey, this is a thing that's going on, check it out. I was hoping he'd be there a lot more, but he's not. 
Eh, but Terry Crews is fine. Uh, I like the guy. But, you know, it's it's Ninja Warrior, but with uh, people from all different countries and stuff like that getting involved and, you, you know, you're kind of cheering for your team. It's interesting because they have, like, all of the broadcasters. So I guess that their smart move with Netflix is like, hey, we're going to give this out to all these other different countries and stuff or at least sell off the rights to, you know, put it someplace, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got everybody, uh, you know, from, I think, like, Brazil, South Korea... Uh, Germany, a couple other places, U.S. obviously, and one or two other places. Uh, but it's interesting. It's interesting to see that and then hear all the, you know, the, the other people like go nuts over their, you know, competitors and whatnot. But yeah, it's 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 a different kind of Ninja Warrior, but also in a lot of ways seems harder than Ninja Warrior to me. But uh, it's a nice way to, you know, waste forty five minutes of your time. They, but they got a whole series of it, so it's kind of fun. All right. Um, and the only other thing, really, is uh, I bought the Blu-ray of uh, of Doctor Strange, and uh, it's pretty darn good. Watched it in 3D again. That movie still holds up amazingly well, and it is just disgusting that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them won the you know won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects over Doctor Strange. That's just the that's a load of crap. I w- I wonder if it's because the people voting on that stuff now remember doing Acid. And had some bad trips. No, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> I don't like it. But it, that's just, it's so dumb to think that, because Fantastic Beasts didn't even have the best, you know, CGI for a Harry Potter movie. Agreed. So I I just thought some of it was super, super weak over there, where it's just like, you know, that old kind of, it's the CG that you would have seen 10 years ago, where it feels like you can see the, the seams, if you will. Yeah. So. Uh, here's a thing I never thought I'd utter. Okay. Uh, the Oscar-winning film Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, yeah, of Marvel and DC. DC is now the only one to have actually won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. How's that? And honestly, it won it for a terrible category, though, because really, when I go, when I think of Suicide Squad, I don't really think makeup and hair. No. It's and it beat it beat like legit stuff. It beat Star Trek. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's confounding me, but you know, I oh mean, well. I, I suppose you can have it. It's like I, you know, I, I follow several different like Facebook pages that all alert, you know, ones like about Marvel stuff, ones about DC stuff, and somebody, you know, posted up this kind of meme that had like a, oh, we've we've got uh, we've got, uh, you know, an Iron Man, we've got a God, we've got a something, and the last one was you know Harley Quinn and Joker laughing driving the car. We got an Oscar, and I'm like. You know, it, I'd rather have a good batting average. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have a good batting averages of movies. It's like, because if you look at all the, uh, I, I don't think a single Marvel Studios movie has gone under like 65%. So, and pretty much all of them are certified fresh. It's it's pretty tough because when all, the, every, everybody else, it's all over the board. There's some good ones, there's some bad ones, there's some just plain God awful ones. So, I'm like, eh. If I was Marvel, I'd be like, eh, "That's that's perfectly fine with us. I think we'll we'll deal with our millions of dollars and and, and praise for our films that come from everybody, both critics and fans alike." So. Right. Anyways, all right. Well, let us get into it because we got a lot of things to cover on the show, man. Here is the trailer for a cure for wellness.
Boy, I picked a trailer, didn't I? <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I looked at all the other trailers before I started because I was just like, what will be the best trailer to do? And this is the only one where I just kind of sloughed it off and said, ah, that'll be fine. Well, killing it as always. All right, here is the IMDb plot line. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. An ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious quote-unquote wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps, but it soon suspects that the spa's treatment treatments are not what they seem. This is directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Dane DeHaan, Jason Isaacs, Mia Goth, and more. Um... So, yeah, man, like we said at the top of the show, Gore Verbinski, uh, most recently, I guess, known for uh, being captain of all the Pirates movies, yeah? And I think Matt might be gone. <laughs> hold hold oh. on, I'm rowing back to life. There we go. <laughs> um, known for the Pirates movies. Most also, recently. Also, fucking Mouse Hunt. Yeah. Oh, the no. Ring. Yeah, that, that's where I was going to go. We're getting back to more of our, our, our ring status, if you will. Yeah. We're talking like neo-Gothic horror territory here. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, with this movie, I got a lot... I, I This was something, had, I, had it not even been by uh, Gore himself, I think I would have gotten a lot of the same... I got a lot of the same vibe that I got uh, in The Ring, which, by the way, I do like better than the Japanese version. I know that's an unpopular thing to say amongst horror people. I think it's a better movie. Um, I, I do, too, by the way. Good, good. Because it's so just, I don't know how unpopular it is amongst horror people, but I'm a horror person, and I also think yeah. it's better. I don't know. I, you, you know how some people are, though. It's just like if it was based upon like a foreign thing, they also they just automatically go, well, it was the original one, so that one's better. No, it's not. Well, those people are also like uh, like anime fans who... Um, <laughs> Like, I'm not saying that they're anime. What I'm saying is, like, you know those anime fans that are always like, you got to watch it with subtitles because yeah. you're not getting the translation? <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem there is, like, the subtitle. Like, you also don't get all of the subtitles, right? Like, all the like everything being spoken is not a subtitle either. Mm -hmm. So the, your argument doesn't make sense. So I don't give a shit that it was an original. Just like I don't want to fucking sit down every day and watch Howard Hawks the thing from a, another world. When John uh, even though I like that movie. better. Yeah. But but I would sit down and watch John Carpenter's The Thing every fucking day. Yeah. No, so you're not wrong. You know, there. there we are. Remakes can be better. Uh, but so no. But one of the big things that I got when initially watching The Ring. Uh, was a sense of unease the entire time watching that movie. And yeah. this movie does that exact same thing. And I thought that was kind of a masterful thing. You don't really, you don't get that a lot. And it does it. What, what I think really works about how this movie does that and like what is amazing about it pulling that off is it does it for a long time. I mean, this movie is two and a half hours. And really about 30 to 40 minutes from the end of the film, you know everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. You're, you're right? aware like, of all all the shoes have dropped. Right. The, the big twist has pretty much happened. Um, although, yes, there are still things to come um, that you don't necessarily see coming but have inklings of. Mm -hmm. um, but it still keeps that atmosphere and mood up past that point when you have kind of guessed or they've explicitly said what was what. Um, and I think that's uh, to be commended. 
because that's very rare mm-hmm. to, to know the thing that the movie is building toward and still building toward it and still be kept in kind of a, a sense of dread uh, atmosphere. And I think even the end can still be, you know, you have a good idea, but could be left open to interpretation as well. For sure. Um, we, we can talk about the end shortly. One of the things that I, that I love about this movie is that it, like, does not set everything up as, like, some weird psychological thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, but- it, like, it sets it up, and then it fucking does it, um, which, I, which I loved about it. I mean, it, like, the, the end of this movie, even though I've read reviews where people poo-poo it and uh, say that it's too obvious or too literal, uh, I think that, like, in this day and age, that might be kind of a ballsy move. You're right, because now this, wh- where it could have easily gone is into, and, and we won't get into super spoilers for any of these things, but could have gone, and I think would actually be because they're they're the same yet different types of movies in a lot of ways, uh, Shutter Island. This could have gone easily right. a Shutter Island route, which one Shutter uh, which, Island, Caligari, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, they easily right. sprinkle it on that there there might be something along those lines there, but mm-hmm. you know, it, and and that's what's nice is that you question. You're just like, is this what's happening? Is it not what's happening? It also kind of keeps you on your toes the entire time, and it just it it feeds you just enough information. It, it never feels like, A, it's really spoon-feeding you ever, anything, right? It's, right? it's not directly just going, here you go, baby burr. We get to, we get to tell you everything so you're, you you dum-dums can figure it out. It gives you little bit by little bit and assumes that you're smart enough to figure out what's going on and smart enough to also start questioning things and going, hmm, I wonder if it's, well, that doesn't seem right, but it might be this over here. No, that might be too easy, but what about this thing? And how do, how does all of this stuff kind of operate and stuff? Who's in on stuff? Do do they know more than they seem that they're that they that they know, or do they know less? Is it all just there's so many questions that you end up asking, and that's what kind of keeps you engaged throughout a two and a half hour running time for a movie like this, which is almost unheard of. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that runtime is is itself impressive because there are a lot of times. I mean, I felt the movie was pa- like. You know, we talked about this before, uh, before hitting record. Uh, you feel the movie moving beyond the point when, like, it it could end. Mm-hmm. I but felt I like also... an hour in, I was just like, oh, well, we're going to start wrapping this up. Because I figured, I didn't look at the time. I was like, oh, this will be like an hour and a half movie. It felt yeah. like about an hour went by. I go, oh, they're going to wrap this up, and then we'll have a nice little neat ending here. And it, it went on for double that time. Yeah, well, and... and... And while it did that, I personally did not feel like it was that long of a film. No, and, and see, I mean, and again, I mean, I mean it smart. is noticeable, but it's not like a oh my god, this is taking for fucking ever kind of feeling, right? You're, it's you're not slogging through it. It's more like uh, I, I likened it because about three fourths of the way through the movie, I was like, this thing because not I mean not necessarily because of the length, but almost because of how long it is and how it's telling its story could almost be like a little mini series. Yeah. You could do you know three forty five minute series on this and you know and it would have been just as effective, I think. But I, I, I but think I'm, so. But I'm glad it's but I'm glad it's a movie, but you're right. It never seems like you know how you know you, you, you binge watch some TV or something, uh, uh fucking Iron Fist is coming up soon. We'll all watch, you know, four or five episodes of Iron Fist in a row and you won't just go like, Oh my god, it's taking so long. You'll just enjoy the hell out of it. And this is the same way right. I'd think. 
Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, I mean, it really gets a uh, like strong gothic atmosphere mm-hmm. going. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty fucking great. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's, uh, again, it's Dane, those... Dane DeHaan mm-hmm. is great in this thing. Uh, like the performances are something that I think we should uh, talk about as we as well as like maybe before that. One of the things that, I, that just speaking about the length of it and how it kind of weaves the story in and out of itself. Uh, there's like a whole mythology to this film that is almost just hinted at. Yeah. Uh, with the townspeople. Um, and, and that sojourn where he, and, and he take, he takes, um, oh fuck, what's her name? Um, Hannah, Hannah or some shit, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, takes her down to the town to have a beer, but really he's trying to like escape, uh, the, the Institute. Um, like all that stuff's really fascinating. Yeah, like I want to know more about how that town works and like what their actual relationship, working culture is like to this facility. There's obviously some animosity, but also deference to, uh, you know, the doctor, mm-hmm. um, who runs it. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I'm just very curious about all of that. It is bizarre because they like as they're going up there, they clearly have disdain for people that are going up to the place and disdain for you know what kind of goes up on the hill because they seem. You know, they're the, the betters up there, and, you know, they're kind of down here in the valley, you know, suffering, I guess, or whatever. Uh, but it's all modern day, by the way, for everybody that uh, think about it. Oh, um, yeah. But they're down there, and they're they're kind of, uh, you know, not doing so well. But at the same time, while they still kind of pick on these people when they come back down and everything, you know, like you said, when the doctor and everything comes in, everybody also kind of ships and shapes up a little bit. They're just like, oh, well, we got to let them do their thing. It's also like they they also kind of know their place, but you're right. There is kind of a big backstory here that it's it's great because we don't exactly know, and I think that's something that kind of adds on to there. It does leave you wanting to know, but not wanting to know in 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 the sense of boy they left this stuff out. What a bonehead move. More just like oh well that's something that's really interesting. I you know I think about that relationship. It's just it's something to take home with you if you will. Yeah. But I, I, I gotta say, uh, I don't think I love the movie, but I really liked it a lot. I liked it for what it for what it did. I agree. I, I liked it a whole lot. It's not perfect, uh, but I did really enjoy myself with it. And uh, uh, I, I kind of want to talk about that ending a little bit. Well, we'll, well, we may talk about that because I know we're gonna have to talk about Get Out's ending in our in our in the after show. So yeah, that's course. fine. But. Um, no, it's really good, and I, I, it's a Gore Verbinski movie, so it looks beautiful. It's really, really yeah, well the guy, shot. Yeah, the guy has a technical skill with filmmaking as well as an eye, mm-hmm. so it, it's really nice looking. And it, it just it kills me because, man, do I want to see I, – I still wish it could happen one day of him doing a Bioshock movie because if anybody could do it, I, I think he would actually bring a really good, interesting take on that movie. Yeah, well, in a, in a way – he he does have a take on it in this. In a sense, like that's what I'm saying. In it's a like sense, it's, right? it's it's real kind of close, and you're just like, oh crap, dude! I wish. We yeah, could I want the full deal. Let's let's get like on that. it. But, but uh, no, no, yeah. it's it's interesting. So uh, that's the cure for wellness, it, a cure for wellness rather. So it's out there right now in theaters. 
Uh, probably won't be there for too awful long because it, it, it didn't wow them or anything, so it may not be there for too awful long, but check it out. And, and there's a bunch of stuff in like three the next three or four weeks. So Yeah, things are going to start piling out. on. So, uh, but, if, but yeah, if you, I would say it's definitely worth a rainy Sunday for sure, no doubt. Yeah. All right, on to our next movie here. This is the trailer for Fist Fight. What the fuck is this? Is this a practical joke? Oh, shit. Don't have money for books, but got money for this newfangled... All you gotta do is put in your order, and it does the rest. Coffee. You gonna fuck that coffee machine up. I know we're a rough school, but this is the worst I've ever seen the pranks. There's something weird about this field. You're standing on a giant dick. Yeah. The kids are out of control. Think this is funny? Messing with the TV with your goddamn computer telephone? Isn't it weird, though, seeing these kids grow up, and then one day it's just like, bam, they're 18, and you can fuck them? No. These students shit on this school all day. They don't nobody do nothing. I'm gonna show you what's fun. I can't wait to fuck you up. I'm sorry, what? We're gonna handle our differences like real men. What differences? You got a job and I don't. That's the fucking difference. You challenge Mr. Campbell to a fist fight. I'll see you at 3 o'clock. You're the nice guy, and then people are like, hey, I'm going to stomp on that guy. He most definitely is going to knock all the sex out of you. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. He's holding an axe. Just arrest the guy. Care to respond? Fuck the police. This is crazy. They got it all hopped up on homemade meth. It's not the best batch, but... Well, uh, I'm sorry. How do you know that? How do I know what? You're the guidance counselor. Don't do meth. Period. When am I my period? Don't do it. That's what I needed the most. I'm done with this shit. Trickle wants to fuck with me. Camel's gonna fuck right back. Daddy's gonna get in a fist fight. Motherfucking sons of bitches! This shit is getting violent! I look like a fucking million! Alrighty, that was a trailer for Fist Fight, our next new release review. Here is the IMDb plotline, simple and sweet. When one school teacher gets the other fired, he is challenged to an after-school fight. As, as the term fist fight, you know, as the title tells you. It's directed by Richie Keene, starring Ice Cube, Charlie Day, Tracy Morgan, Julian Bell, Dean Morris, uh, Chris, uh, Christina Hendricks, uh, Kamel Giancianni, and more. Um, yeah, basically everybody who's not in the Apatow crowd. <laughs> the non-Apatow crowd. Yeah, like if you're if you're not in the Apatow crowd, or like the Amy Polarverse, you're in this movie. Yeah. Which and I'm, you were probably also in Office Christmas Party. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, man. I'll be honest. I, I like most of the people that are in this movie. I uh-huh. don't think I like this movie. <laughs> I don't think this movie is good, but I enjoyed it a lot. There's, and, and I laughed my ass off. Uh, and I was also in a very packed theater. So it was fun mm-hmm. to see with a lot of people. Yeah, I went on an early morning thing. There were not a, not a ton of people, but um, I I just it was. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I, again, like I said, I I like the people that are involved with this. I I like Ice Cube doing what Ice Cube does, which is, 
angry black man, and that's pretty much has been his role since day one with film. I've never, I don't think he's ever cried on film. If, if I'm, I, unless he has, let me know. I, uh, yeah, I don't remember anything, but, but you know, but, uh, email us. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, the film find at gmail dot com. But he goes to the Vin Diesel. I smelled a fart acting school where you just kind of you know look like you smelled a fart and just kind of scowl at the screen a whole bunch. You know, just just right off lens line. Um, Charlie Day, huge fan of It's Sunny. Um, so, but I just um, here's here's the problem. Okay, let let's kind of break down the story a little bit. So it's the last day of school at this kind of troubled high school uh, in the Georgia area, as pretty much most movies that are taking place these days are, because tax incentives. <laughs> um, so it's at this troubled school and everything, and uh, last day, kids are pulling pranks like crazy. And uh, Charlie Day is just like, they're, they're doing, there's cuts. There's cuts going all over the school. They think that they're going to be able to, you know, all these teachers are getting fired left and right. Even before the school day is done, which is odd and weird. I don't, I don't know how the hell that's going down, but nevertheless. Uh, so it ends up, Charlie Day ends up in Ice Cube's class. Ice Cube's always kind of, you know, the teacher that's on on edge, as you kind of heard there in the trailer and everything. There's a kid in the uh, class that's kind of fucking with the, the VCR. How you had a, a an iPhone that had a remote in it to control a VCR and a television. Let's not dwell on how technology works, but... He just starts fucking with the TV. Ice Cube goes nuts, grabs an axe, and goes after the kid. Yeah. Here's where the biggest problem lies. This guy's a fucking psychopath. This dude, like, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, okay, look, I was a high school teacher. I taught, I taught kids in high school. They're all little dickheads. I get it. You want, you do want to smash them sometimes, but you don't because you're a normal human being. Any, every move that Ice Cube makes in this thing it shows him to be just an absolute crazed psychopath who needs to be put in some sort of fucking mental hospital. Uh-huh. He's also like a like a pretty good teacher, I think. He is abs- like it's just <laughs> <laughs> Now y- you want trust me, you want to do the things the guy does, but you don't because you're sane. Uh, uh maybe I, I just you, I will also say that I think that all of the stuff in this movie, like this, is a very uh, not realistic movie. Right, but like it, it's, it's not realism. Every teacher in this school, except for Charlie Day, uh, who uh, does not play anybody named Charlie in this one, <laughs> um, uh, they're crazy. Literally yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Jillian Bell is the is the is the guidance counselor that does drugs and is constantly trying to have sex with students, which well, again is when they when they graduate, right? But she's been she's been trying to plant them seeds all year. I, it's just I well yeah of course. I mean if they, once they graduate they ain't coming back. When are you gonna plant those seeds, bro? Uh, I just again that's what that's what she's saying. Again, well let me I get that <laughs> I get that change the sex that does not happen this that that role doesn't happen it's just it's fucked up it does it doesn't happen anyway <laughs> like really well mm. um I, I will say that the cases uh that are like that largely are women um for, for the fact that like high school dudes are horn dogs well that's, well yeah that I mean that much is true um but but look uh 
And that's I, the thing. I tried I to look past that, all that, all this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm bringing that up in as much as I tried to look past it all and just go like, no, nah, bro, it's, it's a happy, fun comedy. It's really, it's all not meant to be taken seriously. And I think 25 years ago, you'd have had a fantastic case. I think today, it, there's something about it that just doesn't work for me. Oh, I, I mean, I think that's valid if it doesn't work for you. But I do think that on its own terms, the film is still kind of goddamn funny. Uh, I just enjoy watching uh, Charlie Day freak the fuck out and uh, eventually uh, go go ape shit crazy. Uh, I think that uh, his daughter's performance at the um, talent show mm-hmm. uh, is a lot of fun. That's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I liked it. It's a dumb comedy. It doesn't mean anything. And uh, sometimes I like that. I mean, look, I, I, like I said, there, I, I had some laughs in it, uh, but it's just, it, it just, I don't know. It just didn't hit right. I like, and I, I hate being that, you know, me, I'm not the type of person that just goes like, well, the real issues in society are, I'm not that way at all. I'm, I'm actually almost the opposite of that. Well, you're, you're disproving yourself right now. But sir. I, yeah, and trust me, I don't like that about me. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm sitting here and going, well, this is not how you normally think. And I go, I, I, can't fucking help it. I don't know, uh, but it is. It, it's it's bizarre. It's okay. Like I, if you if you like if you like Charlie Day, if you like Ice Cube or Cuba Gooding Jr., I don't care what you do. Uh, <laughs> so it's it, it's worth it's it's almost worth a watch. I just I wish it I wish it were funnier. Well, I, well I'm gonna say it is worth a watch. This will play really well on your television in the afternoon. Yeah, like don't you don't need to go see this. In, I don't. I don't think, I don't think you did. need to go see it in the theater, especially since you've already missed out on the opening night crowds, which I like would be the ideal way to see this in the theater. Yeah. Um, but but I think if you sit down with this on, like, uh, you know, you'll enjoy yourself. You've got to be really high though. Um. <laughs> I I do not I do not smoke. I only get. Uh, 12 beers wasted you at least that at least that uh but i you know again i i, I wanted to like it more and i, I heard good things I, I knew a guy who went to see a, a an early screening and everything and he loved it and so it, I'll, i'm first a person to tell you this might just be me but i thought it was fair to midland so take that for what you will all right let's get on into it this is going to be this is going to be a big one it's going to be interesting i think all right here is the trailer for Get Out. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meet family and Taking road trips, don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and hug me, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. 
I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Good to see another brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Rose, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. My terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. a trailer for Get Out, our last new release review of the week. IMDb Plotline, another simple short one. A young African-American man visit, visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. This is written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya. I think I said you pronounce his name. Is that right? Close enough? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, uh, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry Jones, and uh, Stephen Root and more. Um so yeah, man. Uh, so Jordan Peele, half of the Key and Peele uh, family, as uh, everybody knows, uh, big fan of those guys. Big fan of uh, Keanu that came out uh, what last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so interested to see him uh, making his directing debut. And it is not a comedy. There's a couple of funny things in it, but by and large, this is a kind of a, a yeah, let's let's call it a horror movie or suspense movie at it best. It is very much a horror movie. Yeah, very uh, much so. So this movie has uh, was at 100% until Armand White came along. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. And, and Armand White, I, you know, first of all, I, in a trolley way, I do like Armand White just being like very, like even though I don't agree with most of what he ever says, I also, there's just something about me that also likes a contrarian <laughs> that kind of just goes. Well, he, he certainly is that. I mean. Uh, let's not forget that he said that uh, that um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, <laughs> what was an American masterpiece that deserves more recognition? Well, he, so he, <laughs> we can't be right on everything, I guess. No, that, you know, uh, all I'm saying. So, but it, you know, up until up until then, uh, he. Um, but but hey, sometimes he's right. Twelve Years a Slave was overrated, um, but. This this movie got a ton of great reviews. And I want to talk about this before we... And maybe this can actually lead into the review. I'll see what you think about this. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to go right off the record, or right off the bat here, and just say, for the record, I like this movie. I like this movie a whole, whole bunch. Had a great okay, time so, at it. So now you're going to shit all over it. No, I know no, how your setups go. No, no, no. Well, I just have a... It's a question. It's a question. Okay. And I don't even think that I have a right answer. I don't even think I have an answer. But it's something that I'm posing to other people. That that, And you're the only one that I think could maybe would at least have the balls to probably try to, to try to give me an answer. Okay? Okay. All right. This movie was, for all intents and purposes, we're going to say this is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, in, a, in the land of genre, is pretty much unheard of, right? Doesn't really yeah, happen. I mean, right. Yeah. It doesn't does not happen. Especially for genre stuff. So... 
Yes. I think, and if you read those reviews, they all sound pretty glowing, but I don't mm-hmm. know that any were necessary. I'm sure there were some, but most of them, they seem positive reviews, but maybe not over-the-top reviews, okay? Uh, to which I then I, I then throw out the question, especially on account of its genre. Uh-huh. If you got 100% with a genre film, did you push it far enough? Because I feel that there's some, and, and again, this is all just hypothetical stuff, and again, I like the movie. But in genre stuff, I th- it feels like almost so, like people... Some there should always be a group of people that just are not gonna like it because you did something because you pushed some buttons because you pushed some boundaries a little bit further than what they needed to. Yeah, I think this is fairly fairly straightforward, you know. And and again, I I don't think it's this, but again, I, I have to preface this stuff because I don't want to make it sound like this is what I'm in, uh, implying here. Okay. Uh huh. But uh, let's 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 wind the clock back. We just finished up our Academy Awards, right? Couple right. years back, you know, the best picture was Crash. Crash is a terrible mm-hmm. fucking movie. It's absolutely awful. But that was one of those things that I felt that if you did not vote for this movie in his Academy member, you're a racist. So it's part of me also thinks like, hey, this while this movie, I I don't think directly I has know where to you're deal going. with a lot of racism. Dead wrong. I, that, I'm you're just dead wrong. I may be. I'm one, throwing it out there. One, That's what I'm saying. One, they're they're not the uh, like shitty Academy politics. Like, sure. like Crash won for a certain uh i mean it was a certain type of liberalism that pushed it over into into the best picture winner but it also was like in many ways a fairly traditional hollywood movie doing that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and the academy loves that shit right true um i don't think that's the case with this film because uh here's the thing about it uh it is almost and I'm not saying it is. It is almost a pitch perfect horror film. It's pretty close, right? Like it, it's not quite because I don't think you can do that. I mean, there are very few that even come closer than this movie does. Uh, it is very much uh, what I would consider a perfect horror genre entry. I do think that it pushes the genre. I don't think that it necessarily pushes it in the ways that many people think the genre should be pushed. Okay. Right? Like, it's not overly explicit Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. It does lend itself more to a psychological strain of horror film, although the end of the movie is quite violent. Mm -hmm. In, In almost a similar way to Django Unchained, right? Um, <clears throat> to say that without spoiling things, right? Like right. it inverts the classic setup here, which is that there's a last black man as opposed to a final girl, right? Uh, right, uh, getting the vengeance. So that's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the formula mm-hmm. is switched. Um, I do think that it pushes the genre in some needed directions. One is um, <laughs> is racial diversity. Uh, and, and kind of picking apart some of the inherent anxieties that are in a lot of horror films and centering them uh, in a very particular way. Do, does that mean that race uh, is first and foremost something that is on a reviewer's mind when they're watching this movie? Of course. But I, th- I think to say that it shouldn't be or that um, 
Uh, it's perhaps giving a, a, like too strong of an influence, almost uh, dismisses what the film does with uh, questions of race, which is to push on the genre a lot in very uh, pointed ways, mm-hmm. uh, very savvy ways too. Like uh, J- Jordan Peele clearly knows a lot about, for example, um, the Italian giallo film. Okay. Right. Like, like Argento and Bava, he's watched that stuff. Right. Uh, he's watched the sci- the psychological thrillers of the sixties, stuff like, um, Polanski's, uh, repulsion, Rosemary's baby, the tenant, um, the Stepford wives, um, which, yeah. And Rosemary's baby and Stepford wives were two of his, he, he admits are two he of his main them, influences. Right? Yeah. Um, and it, it is also just like a genuinely funny movie in a lot of ways. Like it, like it functions as a really dark satire, um, in addition to the horror component, but it never feels like it's a comedy, right? right? I mean, a, a lot of the stuff comes from, uh, the interaction, um, with, uh, Chris and his buddy that works at the TSA. Right. Right. Uh, and, and that stuff is all genuinely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I could, I could chalk up the, the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critics ratings that way. Although I do think that race is playing a weird um, role in how audiences are viewing this, which uh, maybe accounts for some of the disconnect between the critical score of 99% mm-hmm. um, minus Armand White, who, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I almost don't, he wasn't counted on Rotten Tomatoes for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they, they kicked him out. Once he, he, once like he got kicked off jam. of like, what was it, whatever his big thing was. Yeah. He, yeah. He was on a paper and now he's uh, in uh, national review, whatever that conservative. Like that. Uh, uh, Somewhere much, pre- much less prestigious. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and now he's over there, and he's back on, of course, because uh, he like put in the time, was able to resubmit that he mm-hmm. had, you know, the amount of reviews. And, it is what it is. Um, but you know, you look at the user reviews, and they're hovering. Last time I checked, somewhere around like eighty nine percent, which I think is pretty typical for something that gets rated this highly. I mean. It's, it's you know strange. what I mean? Though? Yeah, it's it's strange that it would, but yeah, and and there's and the odd part is is like you know if and indeed there was, and, and I'm not saying that there was, but if the, if any of you know my theory kind of actually did play into place, there's also some you know some fan stuff that goes on the opposite direction. Whereas this is like you know stupid white people are saying that hey this is an attack against white people, which it's clearly not. Um, well, and, it is in a way, but it's like it's not. I mean, it's a pointed like mockery of culture to to a degree uh, yeah. wh- in a way that it should be mocked, I think uh, <laughs> it's, it's spe- right because it's not even I think what gets a lot of people is that it's not even uh, it's not a mockery of like overt racism. You see that in a lot of horror films. Right. Mm-hmm. But but it, what it is a mockery of is a certain strain of liberalism. And I'm and I mean this in the in like a sense of um like educated whiteness that is uh, not necessarily uh, political in any sort of way, meaning liberal or conservative, but a, but a form of white liberalism where, um, you know, there are all these microaggressions, right? Like, like um, people uh, reacting to your presence 
in a certain way mm-hmm. or uh, saying things in a certain way like the dad does. A yeah, lot, you just right? hear like, in the trailer I, there was like, how long has this thing been going on? Thing, it's just like right? you wouldn't say that um, to a white dude. No, of course not, right? And then uh, so it's chock full of that stuff. And I think that makes um, – that can make white people – uh, and, you know, I know this because I'm fucking white. What? Right? Uh, yeah, what? Um, it can make white people uneasy. Mm-hmm. I think they're stupid uh, for being made uneasy by it because, like, Jesus fucking Christ takes some criticism, Whitey. But but know? here's the thing, too. It's like, I, I well, you, you take offense to it because you, you know it happens. I mean, that's the big thing. Because you know it happens and you know that you're also part of it, right? Like, yeah. even while I'm watching it, I'm conscious of, like, oh, shit, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. And uh, and we talked about this with uh, with Selma, too, right? Like, you're just conscious of this shit while you're watching it. Like, oh, I've fucking said that sort of thing, or I've thought that sort of thing, or I've asked this stupid fucking question before. Um, and some people cannot deal with that. I will also say uh, the most hilarious part of people being outraged, white people being outraged at, at this film, seems to also have to do with the ending. Um at like how things play out mm-hmm. and specifically audience reactions to that stuff playing out, mm-hmm. which I find even more hilarious because, uh, you know, if, if you expect a largely African American audience in the movie theater to not cheer yeah. their asses off when the black protagonist, uh, who has been uh, psychologically and somewhat physically tortured for the last uh, 60 minutes in ways that they personally recognize, right, uh, through all these microaggressions. Um, I, well, if you I, expect I them not to cheer phrase. when he fucking kills all of them, you were out of your goddamn mind. I know that you didn't come in this like expecting Django Unchained, but you goddamn sure uh, should have. Uh, well, and that, But that's the thing, too. It's just like, and at the end, for me, it's just like, they, I mean, they race it, like, like they could be any race, and they're still a villain. They're still such a horrible villain. They're still villains, right? Yeah. Like, like if you're not cheering for this guy killing all of them, be- you're out of your goddamn because, mind. Because these someone. are people who are doing terrible things to people, and it's just like yes. you should be happy that these horrible people are getting their comeuppance. It's it's kind of yeah. what should happen in 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 uh, any right. film, no matter and, what the race. And, right. Right, that's that's the formula of it, right? Yeah. But because it's flipped, these dumb motherfuckers get all pissed off that people are happy that this guy's killing Whitey. And you know what? Like, I ain't got time for that shit. I'm going to laugh at you and move on. Now, granted. Because I was cheering my ass off, too. Like That uh, was good. Yeah, it was good. They were good kills, too. But at the <laughs> same time, there's been a large yeah. trend on Twitter of people on the opposite side of the spectrum as well going, I told y'all Whitey is the worst people in the world. It's thank God we're killing. Thank God, you know, we really are starting to kill white people in movies. I mean, there's some there's some pieces of garbage that are doing that at the end of the spectrum, too. Both well, sides I, are wrong. I, I think where that comes from is is also a place of truth, right? Like uh, we have been killing black people in film since the goddamn beginning. Uh, they were the original feature film villains. Right, first. right, right. My my point is people uh, that are saying, so, hey, we should do this stuff. I mean, and, and there is. I've seen it on Twitter. People well, that yeah, are saying we should do this also, shit in real life. There are That's also my point. people on Twitter who say, like, awful shit about minorities all the goddamn no, time. No, I'm not saying, look, I'm not does, giving does, other people does that a pass. Mean, <laughs> does that mean, like, you know, I should take their fucking, like, account into consideration? No. no. I'm just right? saying. I'm just. I'm just saying that there's there's multiple pissed, things. That's and all. people who get pissed off about people saying that sort of stuff, like you should get pissed off about people saying that sort of stuff. But you also have to understand that, like, 
a lot of times uh, that shit is just people who cannot process what their thoughts are about something. And it manifests in this awful fucking way. I think that's just gotta move the fuck on. I think that's true about all sides. Take care of them once it starts to like become a thing. You fucking Mm -hmm. put the foot down. No, agreed, agreed. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're right. Most of the people that do have that kind of crazy kind of lash out thing are people that just you're right can't really express themselves properly. But you know, like I say that shit all the time, right? Like, like every time a black kid who's unarmed or a black man is or a woman is unarmed and they get shot by the fucking cops and there's a demonstration, right? where uh, the police show up in fucking riot gear, shooting them with tear gas and all this shit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, like, they're just marching, right? They're just trying to have a demonstration. You show up for a fucking riot, and then it turns out there is a riot. I say every single time, like, you know, I can't believe that the that minorities haven't burned this entire fucking country to the ground over the last 250 years, quite honestly, right? Like, like, it, like... It, I, I don't understand how they fucking put up with that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like I, like I know what they're saying because I fucking think it too. And I'm, I'm fucking white. I, there's, I mean, potentially a rapey part of my family's ancestry is not white, but, uh, I'm white as shit, right? Like I, I don't get away. I don't claim anything. Um, and even I think like, well, you know, maybe we should fucking have black people kill more white people in movies. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm we fucking the, should do. I'm just thinking of the Cartman quote. It's just, it's just like, <laughs> makes me 116. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's just, all right, I quit. Uh, uh-huh. Just Cartman talking about his family lineage and just trying to <laughs> come off as not racist. Um <laughs> Um, but no, it, look, it's it's a good movie. It's done really, really well. Again, I know coming from this guy, who, who's you know proven time and time again throughout you know the television and movie stuff, he's got an eye. He knows what he's doing. And th- this is a guy who's clearly, like you said, has kind of studied genre stuff over the years and whatnot, and yes. has really taken a lot from it and uh, structures this thing pretty well. Uh, it's uh, again, I, I would, I don't go so far as to say it's fantastic, but it's really, really, really good and definitely, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Yeah. I, I think, uh, this might be the best film I see all year. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. It's a long uh, year. We got a lot of really big stuff, but so far I would yeah, say, yeah, but is last year all that big stuff turned out to be mostly shite. Yeah. Well, you're not, so, wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not necessarily wrong there. So, you know what I mean? Like, like whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it right now. This may end up being the best thing I see all year. Mm. I'll say it right right here, beginning of March. Bold words. We're going to mark that down, and we're going to come back to you in, uh, in eight months and see what you think. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll probably have seen it a dozen times by that point. So, so then you'll have confirmation bias on your own stupid stuff. You big. See, you're just trying to convince it's yourself. All, so true. <laughs> all true. Yeah, my opinion, bought and paid for. I uh, signed up through a George Soros uh, Craigslist ad to Makes- give this Makes movie sense. a high recommendation. Hey, hey, listen, if you're just going to confirm everything that I already know, I don't even know what I need to hear. <laughs> well, look, I'll, I'll, I will again go on record. Uh, any studio that wants to pay me, to yeah, we have review, we have been quite out outspoken in as much I as have, we'll take money I have for no reviews. scruples uh, about this. Um, I I will be a fucking walking billboard uh, of opinions. You know, it's it's you know. The film find at gmail.com. Starting rate is, <laughs> is 1500 a week. 
I'll sell out for that at least for right right now. I'll sell out for that. And now, granted, over time, Dude, that's that's thirty thousand years, thirty thousand a year for just uh, or seventy thousand a year for just uh, fucking saying some bullshit on a podcast. We'll do it once a week. I'm already doing that for free. Paramount, give me that seventy k. <laughs> I'll say whatever the hell you want. That's more than I make. That's more than I'll make full time once I have my goddamn degree. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Give me that seventy k. Filmfind at gmail.com. Yeah. See, I see those other guys. They won't sell out their stuff. We'll sell it out in a heartbeat. No, man. I will Devin Faraci all more than. <laughs> I mean, sell out, not uh, sexually <laughs> assault you or harass you. I will. I will, I will grab you I by the pussy the for seventy thousand dollars a year. No, I'm not going to trump you. <laughs> Good for seventy thousand dollars, I will. Uh, I will uh, let you, um, you know, have your way with my slip a with digit my podcast. <laughs> slip a digit on the podcast, will you? All right. Uh, so that is it. Uh, we're going to do uh, so next week. Let's talk next week. I think we're gonna, yeah. we're going to put out our regular kind of uh, episode, right? I think that's what we discussed. Put out. Well, well, how do we well, want to I'm do gonna, it? I think what we're do doing is uh, because we don't want to let Logan linger too much. Don't want to let uh, Logan linger. I, I'm going to come is. on and do Logan with you guys mm -hmm. at Here Movie Here Podcast. Pod. That's what it's called. And we're going to drop that one in this feed next mm -hmm. week. Just so you guys will be able to get some of that. And you'll get a little bit of Matt. You get a little bit of Matt juice in your, in your, uh, in the HMP and a little HMP and, in your film fine juice. I don't yeah. Know. And, and that will be what happens next week. And then the next week we'll come back and do an all new episode. And then after that, we'll get back on the, uh, invasion of the body snatchers and shit like mm -hmm. that. Uh, the first up is the documentary, right? Yep, we got we got the documentary uh, entitled "Beware the Slender Man" that is out on HBO right now. Uh, yeah. Check it out, man! It's a very interesting flick, so get caught up. Yeah, on that. You got and, plenty of time. and our episode will drop for that in a couple of weeks. Yep. So we'll do all that kind of stuff, man. So we keep them busy. We're keeping it on time. And sorry that the show, like the Throw Mama from a Train, I don't know what the hell went down. But it didn't go up early enough like it should have, thanks to, uh, I forget who told, who messaged me on the tweets there, uh, but told me we need to put that up there. But it's up. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's it's there now. Something uh, happened. Sorry. Something weird happened because I... It, it, it is still not on the blog, though. That, Tumblr's been fucking up like a motherfucker. I don't know what's been going on over there. I blame Tumblr on that. All right. But we'll do all that kind of stuff. Uh, stay tuned, everybody, because uh, we're going to talk some spoilers for Get Out, and then we'll because I think that's the one that most people have seen, so we'll start with that one, and then we'll get, uh, do another little bit of spoilers there for um, for uh, Cure for Wellness. So uh, hold on. We'll be right back.
So they've got enough time to move away now. They know what's up. So let's go ahead and let's do some uh, let's do some spoilers. So I gotta say, man, I was I I liked it. I I, I liked that get out. I, I I it was nice because you kind of you kind of saw stuff that was going on, but then it just kind of it kind of let it go, and didn't uh, predictable but not predictable at the same time. I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, but I think that's the mark of a really good genre film. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you you watch most genre films, you kind of have a good a good sense of direction as to where things are going and how it's all going down. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any, anything specific you want to touch on, or? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, I don't know that there are that many spoilers for Get Out. Uh, other than um, you know, uh, it turns out to be almost exactly what you would expect it to be let me see i'm gonna pull up my thing here because somebody messaged me something about it and i want to i want to get on that proper here but no it was uh it was quite good let's see i forget (laughs) somebody's messaged me somewhere it was on something, but we, we'll, you know, so I will. I don't know. Um, I was surprised because like I didn't know much about the movie going in, and uh, Stephen Root was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise. I was yeah. like, I the, about that. Well, you know, the the movie does do a nice job of withholding a lot of things when it in its ad campaign. I mean, it shows you a lot, too, but it's so wildly out of context, you have no fucking clue what's coming. Yeah, I think I think studios are kind of starting to get a little bit better at that. Because like, th- that, that was a trailer I didn't specifically watch. I watched, obviously, the, the full trailer later, uh, which was not the one we played in the show, Sons of Bitches. I, it's like, I, it, sometimes you just should pick the, the second trailer and not the first one, because the first one's usually not plot-intensive. Um but it was really good. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to say because uh-huh. uh, I, I feel it needs to be said. It needs to be said a whole hell of a lot. There is uh, Allison Williams. Holy cow! Well, yeah, <laughs> that check that check is attractive. Um. Oh, oh, oh! I forgot to say this. This is very important in my opinion. Check this out, dude. What did you think of Caleb Landry Jones, her brother? What a weirdo. You know who? I mean, he's good. He's good. But tell me, he doesn't, like, as far as acting goes, not far in the looks department, as far as acting goes, that kid is doing an amazing young Brad Pitt. Uh, Next time you watch it, watch what he's doing. It's very Thelma Louise, very, uh, there's a little bit of 12 Monkeys in there, very much a little Brad Pitt going on, and it's good. I like it. Yeah, he's good. I I, yeah, I, was, I get I get that. He's too skeezy to oh, yeah. well, really I'm, like bring Brad Pitt to mind. I just I just I, yeah. I just meant from an acting standpoint, not from a uh, like you yeah, know, no, I get I get you. But yeah. Yeah, it's there. But it's I was just like, that's that's damn impressive. Armand White's a jackhole too, because he's just like Well, we see the guy at the beginning uh, that gets in there and then that plot goes nowhere. I'm like, uh who do you think that's that the brother, dude, motherfucker? Who do you think that dude is that we see there later? Who yeah, th- in fact, you mean when when uh, they have a line about shit when uh, Stephen Root's on the goddamn TV, 
And he says, uh, what's that fucking, what's her brother's name? Caleb? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and Stephen Root says, uh, you know, Caleb's, Caleb's uh, methods of uh, procurement or something like that are, are or no, it's Jeremy, right? Uh, Jeremy's methods are uh, a little too brutal for my taste. I think that uh, she does better. Yeah. Right? That like, was... Because he's fucking... Like, the, like reading Armand White's review mm-hmm. and seeing shit like that in it is just like, oh my God, you it's have like, no d- you fucking... Didn't, <laughs> He didn't even watch the movie, this bro. Fucking movie. Yeah. I will say this. The thing that I thought was like, to me, was like the biggest, like, oh shit, was him going through the shoebox and seeing all the dudes. Yeah. That was like, oh my God. I got, I got a that funny was... fucking crowd story about that moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, like, the, that's the second time that little door in the bedroom's been open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know. <laughs> This is also a thing in horror movies, these little doors in rooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, like, when he stared at it that time before going over to it and opening it and seeing the shoebox, he, this uh, guy sitting, like, down the row from me, who uh, had been having a blast the whole fucking <laughs> movie, uh, he just <laughs> just goes, Oh, no, you stay away from that little door, man. You don't go to little doors. <laughs> like, really fucking loud. Doors. And I was like, right on you don't go to little doors <laughs> fucking awful stuff is in little doors don't get there. does this house have oh, a crawl space i want man. nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> well here's a little place for storage underneath these stairs now uh you move me on to another house which other right? ones are we looking at because i don't want no little uh, doors in my house no sir but he said it loud as shit it was funny as hell uh, <laughs> yeah man this movie is so good with a crowd mm-hmm. get out is amazing with a crowd like, it pays off in dividends seeing it with a shit ton of people. And I got to tell you, uh, this movie is making a boatload of cash. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they shot it for virtually nothing. Blumhouse, baby. I don't right? know how we didn't mention that. But, but yeah, four and a half million. Okay. Domestic gross so far is 42 and a half. Crazy. Not counting today. When it, we went last night, right? Um, Tuesday night, it was a nine o'clock show. The theater was almost sold out. I'm not exaggerating. Almost sold out on a Tuesday night at nine o'clock. And again, I also think this also goes into our thing of, of, of what we've kind of said for a lot of movies, especially, um, like some of the, uh, some of the dramas that have been going on lately. And we'll have another one coming up with higher end people later this year. Um, the, the black audiences want to see these movies, man. They do. Oh no, no shit, man. They you, want they want were... to see these. They will go to see them. You just have to make them. Well, and general audiences too, right? General like, audiences too, for sure. Like 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 uh, all of that stuff. Like when the bow breaks, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's the, that kind the, of garbage. The perfect man or whatever it was. Uh, uh, with um, was it Mike Coulter? Was it in that movie? No, 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 no. It's the it's, dude uh, we always confuse him yeah. with because. They're bald, muscular black dudes with yeah, goatees. Exactly. It's like they, uh, they be stunt doubles. It was the guy. It was the guy that was in the Resident Evil movies, right? Mm-hmm. That was in that one. Anyway, nah, I forget uh, like those, like those movies, the one with uh, Catherine Heigl coming out, right? Morris Chestnut. Like, yeah, yeah. Had Morris Chestnut, right? Um, those movies uh, do really well with like female demographics in mm-hmm. particular. And 
and with African-American demographics across the board. Um, I, I gotta say, man, it's a smart move to like make a micro budget film and market it, uh, as, as a like kind of weird date night thriller and get it out there. Um, cause there's a massive market for it. Yeah. And, and, and things are getting bigger, man, because you got that Unforgettable coming out there. So, I mean, when you've got, like, that kind of you Yeah, know, that's what I'm talking from, about, that yeah. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl, right. Rosario Dawson, and that, like, so, yeah. I mean, you're getting big names in this stuff now. Like, not yeah. to say those other guys aren't big names, but people that wouldn't normally be associated with yeah, this well, I mean, type people of know film, I guess. Morris Chestnut, right? Like, like, people know that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I it's, well, I, I just, well, let's put it this way. Because he's been in like four of those things by this point, you don't see like yep. someone like Catherine Heigl and Rosera Dawson do a lot of this stuff. So it's it's like it's really what I'm saying is I guess they're really expanding the amount of people that are in this kind of thing because it's because it's making money. Oh yeah, hand over fist, man. They don't I cost mean, I much mean, to make at all, and then they, but they 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 make a pretty penny back. And I, I think I really think you know Blumhouse is just like just destroying everybody when it comes to this stuff, man. It's kind of it's kind of nuts. Yeah, between this and Shyamalan and everything else, man, he's really becoming the kind of uh, you know modern day Roger Corman, man. Just but making better films, frankly, yeah, making much better movies, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Get Out is already their 16th highest grossing, um, and crazy. it's not that far behind the top five because it only needs to make 40 more million to hit that. I kind of wish it would have came out about two weeks earlier, though. I think it would have done even better because it's going to it's going to get it's going to get lost pretty quick, I think, because I don't I don't think so, because like it's counter programming the Wolverine. Maybe. But I at that point, I don't know. It's yes. A on a certain level, you're competing for the audience, but it's I mean, for fuck's sake, it's making. Yeah, they, look, they're they're three it, times it, profit right now, so I think they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be even if they did not make a dime more, they still did amazingly well. Put it that yeah, way. of course, of course, right? Like, um, yeah, just fucking raking in cash over at Blumhouse. I, uh, I don't know. It's disgusting. Now, all right, so let's let's wrap up with uh, you wanted to do a little cure for wellness. You had a little something in there. Oh, I just wanted to talk about like how it goes, like it goes there and does like full on crazy uh, monster movie shit at the end. Yeah, like I like was, I, I wasn't quite expecting that. Right, like like not only uh, not only like um, what's his name, Jason Isaacs, mm -hmm. uh, like crazy ass makeup where he's right. actually the old fucking doctor, um, uh, in in like supernatural monster form with mm -hmm. uh, grotesque. Frankenstein. He goes Long Cheney Jr. looking motherfucker yeah, <laughs> comes up right? here. And and not only that, but like weird love Lovecraftian uh shit, right? Like a little bit of that. With with uh like like fucking eel monsters that eat flesh. Mm -hmm. uh, and, Bizarre, and, uh, but I like it. <laughs> right? Like like it's really weird and for a long time um there are allusions to things living in the deep. Right, like living in the water and all that shit, which is very uh, Lovecraftian, like Dagon kind of shit. Um, uh, I just think like that last thirty minutes of that movie really has some fucking balls, man. Yeah, uh, it's quite bizarre to, to just do that stuff, right? Like, well, let's fucking make it into like some weird ass 
late 1950s hammer horror movie. You're, Let's well, do it. Yeah, that's definitely the feel for the last little bit there where she's tied up to the bed. Things are on yeah. fire. You know, he's got a crazy, you know, ma- makeup on and everything. And yeah. 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 I mean, like, like just the like the idea that you're going to do that uh, with the, this movie that, um, you know, has uh, not necessarily cost a shit ton of money, but certainly more than most studios would ever allow to be played around with on that level. Yeah. Um, is, is, you know, kind of crazy. And then, you know, the movie didn't do that well. Uh, it's it cost about forty million to make. It's only made seven million domestic, seventeen Ooh. million uh, foreign and domestic. Um, I really hope this movie does find an audience though, because I think a cure for wellness is it's not kind of kind it? of amazing in its own little way. Yeah, it, again, uh, it's one of those. It may not be utterly amazing, but like it again, way better than it probably had any right to be. And for what it is, it's like really good it's well done it's just like yeah i kept oh. kind of looking for things to tear it apart and i was just like no it's actually it's actually pretty good yeah all right so that'll wrap it up all right uh thanks for uh sticking around the spoiler section kids we'll see you next week